0: It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money. money. baby how much you can pay? And his partner, Feather Top End of Stevenson,
2: from Echo City to Beef Community Centre. I've got stories that are going to blow your mind.
0: Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name's Rob Florence. I'm joined. As ever, by Grado.
2: Rob, how are we? How are the kids?
0: Good. How was that introduction for you? Was it good? All right. Let's kick this off by saying big news has just broken at this time of recording just now, that the big show Paul White has joined AEW, and we have realised that by singing the big show's theme last week, uh, we have caused them to jump. Uh, ship. Seems like we've got some kind of magic power there, Agree though. What do you think about that? I you said you didn't care. I, I said I didn't care when we were off-air, mate. We knew that we were on-air. I thought mm-hmm. they pretend to care. Uh, but you're right. You did say off-air. Why did
2: they know just, you know what I mean? Why did they... I wonder what these famous is going to be. I, I bet it's generic sh- jobbiness. I bet you. I mean, you know, the, when this goes out on Friday, we're recording this on Wednesday. It's a bit annoying because... It would have been good to get to see the day. I don't know what he's got to do. I can't see him wrestling much. Do you?
0: No, he's no wrestling. Is he? Is he no commentating? Is he? I think so. All right, I think, I think it's a commentary role. He's came in. He's you know he's he was winding down his uh, wrestling <laughs> career anyway. You might have seen him in uh, a sitcom on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I think it was called something like uh, The Big Husband or something like that. What uh, was it
2: called? Which I don't know. I don't know. So I think he's going to be called Paul White on Ew's. All
0: white is going to be cold.
2: Are well, you ask John? You'll be loving it. Eh?
1: Well, why would I be loving it? I don't know.
2: Just well, imagine you going.
0: The Big Show. <laughs> no, I mean, John, you are a Big Show fan. You're one of the biggest Big I Show. Met him,
1: I met him once.
0: I met him in Harrods. First. You first? No, you didn't meet him. No, you didn't.
1: Hmm. How did you meet him in Harrods?
0: Uh, First of all, what were you doing in Harrods? Let's get a take on meet at the Big Show. Were you and were, you and were you in Big Show involved in a Princess Diana's death? Um,
2: no, because he no. Nah. Was that I was after, I like? was
0: I was in my Uncle Jimmy's
2: bed when Princess Diana died. You were in your Uncle Jimmy's bed. Aye. Okay. And I always remember it. He came through to wake me up and went, "Get him! Get him!" Dodie, Dodie Alfayet has passed.
0: <laughs> Did you see that? And I was like Aye, he woke was up this before Diana had passed. Because he we heard about Dodie first, didn't we?
2: Aye, he went, Dodie Al Fight has passed, Scream. And then I woke up in the morning and then the wireless had or the mad sad tunes on. And I was like, What's happening to Dean Park? How's West Sound known? And then my gran was obviously
0: at the time when she said Diana passed and all so. So, did you? So, wait a minute. And you, then I you watched the sad music. First of all, you thought it was Dean Park that died in Paris?
2: No, I was just wondering why Dean Park wasn't there on the air because he had usually been on West Sound at the time. Right. And then I actually watched Princess Diana's funeral in my dad's bed. How weird is that? Oh,
0: that's weird you can, can see we're joining the dots here. August 31st, oh, 1997 is when she died. So Princess Diana died and the news of it knocked Dean Park after air. Well, uh, true, but they say about a silver line in Tiverton. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, you, you're at it. You've got something against these radio jokes. Well, let's see what the punters <laughs> are saying today. Eh, hey, on. big shout out to Karate Warrior 2 for pointing out that one Mr. Mike Bennett, pro wrestler, put over Grado, put over Grado Big, actually, on Conan's podcast. Would you, like, let's, would you like to hear it? Oh, yes. Let's, let, can we let the listeners hear it? Is that but something that's going to happen? Let's hear it as well. well Is this what this came to? Is this what I Let's hear Mike like? Bennett putting over Grado on this? Conan's podcast. Have you heard this yet, Grado? I sent you. Of course he has. He's fucking <laughs> sent it. <Is that, laughs> he's listened to it 10 times.
3: I think we need to approach it from the sense that. There's tons of different types of wrestling. To me, there's only one wrong type of wrestling, and that's just bad wrestling. And I think we've all seen bad wrestling to know what it looks like.
1: Some of the greatest, like, Grado is one of the greatest comedic wrestlers I've ever
3: seen, and I would watch him all the time. I would watch Okada wrestle Ibushi all the time. You know, like, I'll go and I'll watch Stone Cold Steve
1: Austin versus The Rock all the time.
0: Well, that was really nice, Grado, wasn't it, you getting in? It's true that you're... I mean, you're you are the best comedic wrestler working the day, Mike Bennett. Um don't work. That, I know, but you, when, when you were a wrestler, I'm saying, <laughs> you're the best comedic wrestler in the world. Oh,
2: you, hey, fucking hell, man. Impact put up an um, Instagram post on Saturday night. It was when Drew debuted. I'm sitting there wrecked Saturday night. I need to stop doing that, that's myself. All, all the comments, man. Fucking Grado. <laughs> what else? Gredo was a failed Dixie Carter idea. I oh my god, I remember Gredo. Let's let's forget him and all this. I got absolutely fucking slated. Oh, for a big fucking bunch of VLs, man. Were you raging? Oh
0: fuck them. They don't uh, they I've been to them and I thought, I'm not getting involved, man. They know, they, really didn't like me. they know nothing. They know about wrestling. They don't understand it. Man. They well, don't understand it.
2: Man. I mean, see, bonus honestly, see, if I was a a, a, a wrestling fan and I, I just like my first segment on TNA was in a bin bag, big fat guy, need a tan, working out and try to do um, squats for an x division match, I wouldn't like me either. They they done it all wrong,
0: Rob. They done it all wrong. Yeah, but anybody that has, but this is the thing. This is the thing that pisses me off, and this is something I'm going to be talking about later in this show to some. Length, uh, the WWE can put on British wrestling shows on its fucking WWE network all at once, but it is not telling the proper teller uh, the proper story of British wrestling on That's there. That's very frustrating, and, and they should be they should be they should really be hanging their head in shame. That I'll be talking about this later, but I just kind of feel if you were to go on there the and look at the British shows that are on there, there's no... Nee there's no attempt made there to tell the story of British wrestling or to, to build a, a, a proper picture of, of the history of British wrestling, even the recent history of British wrestling. So they're really, I can see you, WWE. I can see you. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Following on for the chat about worst wrestling themes, sexual harassment. What a fucking name that is, man. Sexual harassment on Twitter has went one further by trying to rank the worst Titan Trons. Are oh. Uh, number one, he says Gregory Helms' sunglasses and head tilt. quite like that. I quite like the theme to that. Big Vito, where his shadow boxes then morphs into the letter T. <laughs> Nunzio, his personal favourite. Funaki, if you're no epileptic, you will become one. Watching that, Titantron, he says. And Taz, the million Tazes all walking. Do you remember that one, Credo? I, I No, the only thing I remember with the Taz, Titantron, is we, we snide the tattoo. Uh, here, Bevalehazy got in touch and said that John's attempt at the Big Show's entrance theme last week was more like Lulu singing "Shout" than the Big Show. Right, John? Giza? Giza? he's just joined Dew. Giza? Another attempt? attempt. All right. good day again, John?
1: Now I can't think it, it was because I mean maybe that's where they got you... inspiration for "Shout," like the Big Show's theme. Cause it starts obviously. Starts, yeah. Whale. Well, well, yeah,
0: well. Yep.
1: Right. Okay. Right. Here we go. I'll try this. Right. Because <clears throat> it obviously. Toby was on last week and told us how to do it properly. Hold on. he so would put rasp in your voice and go up and then mm-hmm. keep it down, don't you? All Right, okay, here we go. Well, that's a bit better, isn't it? It's
0: a bit
2: better. <laughs>
1: it's a bit
2: better. <laughs> You're John. You, that was actually not too bad, to be honest with you. Um, just a uh, segue, I have got an, uh, I, I went and asked my brother for some opinions on the, the big show signing for AEW. Mm-hmm. If you want to get it. Right, okay, I'll get his opinions here. I don't know what to say. Let's get us up.
0: Who the fuck is AEW? Never heard of it.
2: And as long as it's better than that fucking
0: god awful shit program he was in, that was fucking dreadful. But uh, good on him, but I've never heard of AEW. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's something Tony Khan has to think about. The fact mm-hmm. that, and that's something I'll be talking about later as well. Talking about singing after Grado's rapping last week and singing a week before, there's been a surge here to get Grado to sing mere wrestling themes, especially after mm-hmm. Bronze Cello posted up a clip of him singing with Jeff Jarrett, which happened at ICW, didn't it? That was ICW, wasn't it? Jeff Jarrett and you having a sing song. That was two years ago.
2: Oh, no, 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 no sorry. He thumbed up in the square go two years ago tonight, which was also the night that I split up with my girlfriend after 13 years. Oh, uh, but I
0: digress. Grado. Um, Scotty uh, has asked you to sing. I mean, you you're not gonna be able to do this. John's seen a feature on Mr. T. Bad, bad man. Do you remember that? I fucking right, I'll be with <clears> that. Your boy's a bad man. Am
2: invading the streets, making a couple. They be dropping the heat, shook the world like I'm standing alone. I flip fools like I'm clamshell, sell your phones You can't hold your never head to the track. Fuck the water down, rap, we be taking it back Give it through you straight Ain't no chasing it, check yourself in the mirror Ain't no facing it Cause you're playing a role like you're planning to fall That's a master plan, we got the planet in hold We over the streets like your favourite sneaker That's
0: amazing, isn't
2: it? Breaking up your sound like a drive through speaker A thing I be spitting the strong after rock fast forward to the rest of the song, we a monkey wrench. This is going to ruin your plan. Don't fuck with John Cena. I'm a
0: bad, bad man. That was absolutely beautiful. If you just want to get in touch with us about any of that, or just random wrestling related stuff. Get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Insta Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. <laughs> Every week we like to separate the good for the bad. The... E.T. the Extraterrestrial, I'm making this one up, the E.T. the Extraterrestrial for the Xenomorph. That's, there he goes, the Aliens, right? That's, good. That's a good one. And um, you want to put over or bury this week, Gredo?
2: Only thing I watched wrestling-wise, I watched about 75% of the first match in the Elimination Chamber. That was all right, good fun. Cesaro's a top dog. Cesaro, he should be the champion. He is the fucking man.
0: I'm he- joining you here um, because who I'm putting over is Cesaro. Cesaro I, was fantastic in that fucking match.
2: He was amazing, but also Sami Zayn was brilliant as well. I've not, yeah. not seen I've Sami Zayn is brilliant at playing a fucking chicken shit. Do you know chicken what I mean? Chicken shit heel, he's oh, the best. He's,
0: I, I loved that match. I loved that match. I loved the post-match bit with Reigns and Bryan. I loved it. I loved I, all that. Daniel Bryan was good enough. Baron
2: Corbin, he was... I don't stack kind anybody. Of, come on. Not for me.
0: It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Do you, do I take you like him, I? I, I? I quite like Corbin. I've got time All for right. Corbin as a, as, a, as a kind of heel you like to boo. Um, and I really enjoyed that match. I thought the... What did you think of the event overall? Do you, no, you never watched the whole event, No, no, no. John, what did you one. think of the event?
1: I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I don't mm-hmm. think we've had many bad pay-per-views in the last week. No, but a good run. We've
0: been on a good run
1: now. But I, I, I'd like to have seen... You know what? You're talking about Cesaro there. I would like to have seen Cesaro... Win the win the event because that was going to be a dead rubber match, so we might as well give Cesaro a title shot. Maybe set something up further down the line, you know?
2: Yeah. So yeah. what was what was the other elimination chamber match like? I just can't believe. I just I can't I can't how can I sit through two of the matches.
0: I don't know. The other one was fun, you know. What I mean, the other one was fun, but it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't the same story as that first one where because I I completely fell for it as well. I was like with, with Daniel Bryan when I was watching him in that match. I was thinking. He's he's on his way to fucking WrestleMania here. I just had right. a feeling like this is Daniel Bryan, because you know how that, he's always sitting there ready to fucking come up and get some big shot. But mm-hmm. um so I had me going. I really like to enjoy that. I don't I'm not really wanting to bury anything this week, I don't think. Um no. there's nothing that really oh day. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, Randy Orton was sick and black stuff, came out his mouth and <laughs> I saw that gif. I saw the gif of that. And um I've just I've had enough. Right. Right, so let's see what the punters are saying. Mick wants to put all the Premier League and the network being a 5 or a month on Peacock. By the way, has no, there not been any
2: Premier League theme songs this week? Have they oh, jacked that in There
1: in? has, there has, actually. And there's something going on. There's someone missing. I can't remember, someone tweeted us. Uh, Arsenal, again, walking out to Evolution last weekend.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, man, that's a belter as well, that one, isn't right? it? Um, and Mick wants to bury heels uh, stop mid sentence for virtual booze for fake <laughs> booze ridiculous. Well said, I very well agreed with that one, Mick. Uh, Pablo's Vault of Horror, check out his radio show if you can. What is his radio show?
1: He does something like a community station down in Newcastle about horror. You'd like it, Rab. It's all about horror and all that.
0: Sort Beautiful, want to check that out, Rab. Have you ever seen the film Troll 2? Uh, I have seen the film Troll 2, yeah.
2: Oh, mate, I tell you what, just because I, I came across this documentary the other day. The bit, a the about about post- the mate, getting on that? Oh, aye, bo- man. Aye, yep, yep, brilliant. Oh, it was brilliant. And then I stuck it on, man, for about half an hour, and I was pissing myself, man. It was brilliant, like, how bad it was. Aye, It aye, was aye. pure shite. I thought, I wonder if Rab's seen that.
0: Aye, aye. Uh, anyway, Pablo's Vault of Horror. Thought he'd get mine early in this week. He says, first a bury. Austin Aries is continuing to bury himself, so I'll add my handful of dirt. And he wants to put over the Miz for reminding people that anything can happen in wrestling, especially if they've got a money in the bank briefcase. I do really like that they continue. I, w- I was worried for a wee bit that they were making the money in the bank briefcase worthless because the cash ins hadn't been quite as, you know what I mean. It was mm-hmm. good to see. I think, I think people forget that a wee bit that it's a, they really need to make that briefcase strong. They need to put the briefcase over strong. Do you know what I mean? Can can you can you just?
2: Sypnosis, Sip, sim-. summarize actually. Summarize what's happening. So, misses the champ.
0: He beat Drew. He beat. What
2: happened? Tell me what happened exactly.
0: Bobby Lashley battled Drew. Right. So, Bobby Lashley won the chamber. No, Bobby. Bobby Lashley um had lost his a uh, belt. US title. His US title. Um, and then he came in at the end. Uh. Drew his match and wrecked Drew, and then the Miz cashed in. Right, so not today the Elimination Chamber, though. No.
1: Drew won the Elimination Chamber.
0: Drew won the Elimination
2: Chamber. Bobby Lashley came out and scalped mm-hmm. him, and Miz done the run in. Right, okay. Yeah.
0: So what's that looking like? I mean, it's hard to see. Drew at the minute, and Lashley at Mania? I think it's going to be Drew and Lashley at
1: Mania. Oh, wow, man. Think, I think Brock might come back and do Mania. I think you might, yeah, I maybe get Bobby versus Brock on a three way mania.
2: No, could, could you think the likes are so they don't? Because what's happening is it going to be in front of a crowd. There's going to be I think they're
0: wanting to put the belt back on Drew in front of a crowd, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Because I was just thinking, like, well, uh, are you talking that Brock might show up as a surprise at WrestleMania? Because it's not as if. I,
1: I think he'll pop up at Fastlane because it's the first one they're doing on Peacock, you know, the first pay per view. Oh, doing. aye, that's a show. Yeah. So they'll yep. need to, they won't be pulling a, a big audience. And I bet you, if shows up like the Raw or something before, and then you put him on at Fastlane, and, you know, it, there might be something there, uh, reading, up, reading up to this. I think Miz
0: will. Um... We'll lose it. I think it'll be Miz versus that uh, Bad Bunny guy at WrestleMania.
2: Aye. Is it?
0: Well, I think almost certainly. Almost certainly. Um, Has he been is... wrestling this Bad Bunny? Well, he's been jumping off, ton buckles and it. He's not been putting in a shift like I did at Kelvin Hall. No. He's not been putting in a proper shift. You were great, man. John wants to put over, no old John, uh, Elimination Chamber, good pay-per-view, but not the best. Also, the Spycraft documentary on Netflix, worth a watch. Oh, What's what that? Think this is? Do you think it's documentary Daft? you
2: on here. Oh, I, I, I like this talk, right? Spycraft, I need to check that out. Tiger Woods documentary was good, loved that. Then I spoke about that last week, didn't I? Yeah.
0: Sandy is putting her, while you're looking at the docs, Sandy's putting her The Miz finally winning the WWE title. Um, might not last long, but he's won it before. Might not last long. But Lashley Spycraft's had only
2: had 6.8 in the IMDb, I guess. Just... Go listening
0: IMDb it uh, might not last long with Lashley destroying everybody but it's most deserved and he wants to bury the inconsistency of the booking of the fiend Orton feud dragging it out to the max no I did enjoy it to begin with it's, it's boring. boring uh, yeah I mean obviously it's going to be fiend randy Orton at WrestleMania right but fucking why? Derek wants to put all the Miz deserves another run with the belt. One of the best talkers around, probably a short run, but well-deserved and wants to bury Shane McMahon coming back. Not because of Shane, but why? was the story here? Jason's burying the SmackDown men's elimination chamber match. Mm, he's burying uh, what we were putting over. Uh, <clears throat> if the whole point was to have rain squash whoever won, then why no give the win to Cesaro? Oh, there we go. There yeah. we go. The guy's highly unlikely to ever get a main event spot, so he should have gotten the win for his own personal gain. Have a solid two or three minutes with Reigns before taking the big L. And he wants to put over the raw men's elimination chamber match. Solid for all contestants. Finished with Drew again. AJ the Claymore midair was fantastic. Lashley and Miz segment also great. Big fan of the heel Miz. Hopefully, it isn't just a transitional Lashley. Uh, what was we got? Pablo wants to put our bad bunny on Saturday Night Live. He's pretty funny. He could do good things. Give him the chance. Pablo, oh, really? big bad bunny fan, uh, and he wants to bury <laughs> tag teams in the WWE. In the tag team title matches on the. You know what? Like the tag team division in the WWE is just desperate on it. Yeah. Willie doesn't want to jinx it, but he's preemptively putting our WWE finally putting the title on Big Bobby Lashley. <laughs> well-deserved. He's on the run of his life and he wants to bury them if they don't do that. He has got his heart set in Bobby Lashley versus big Brokey Lesnar for the belt at Mania. So don't fuck up, Vince. Uh, so there we go. Lots of buries and putovers there. Get in touch with us if you want to share your opinions on the big wrestling stories of the day. Now, you can get more Wrestling Daft content at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. This is how you support the show. If you're enjoying the show, if you enjoy the chat, if you want to enjoy the chat for many more months to come, why not join us on Patreon? You get more content. We've set up three tiers which you can choose to get involved with at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. That's the address. Tier one, Cruiserweight Champion, four bucks a month. On that, you get patron only chat community, ad free versions of all the episodes early access to the episodes, random bonus content, the video version of the Marks podcast, voting what you want to see featuring the list of Wrestling Daft, and for the Marks Fantasy Booking Island. And Tier 2, Intercontinental Champion, for all you wonderful people who pay $10 a month, you get everything in Tier 1, as well as video version of the podcast each week. That's Urwan. one. Bonus episodes that have just went up include WrestleMind, the BuzzKnox quiz, we did a quiz, a, a wrestling quiz with the Marks, and a the 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 Daftys 2020 where the marks look back at the best and the worst of the last year, and you can also join a Patreon pay per view party. Shout out to all the guys who got involved in the Royal Rumble one, they're, and they're eliminated. We there and then the Elimination. Did we do an Elimination Chamber one? We didn't. No, no. Uh, we we'll didn't we'll do an Elimination Chamber many, one. We'll be doing one. We'll for- be back for Mania. We'll be we're always there for the big ones. Let me tell you. Tier 3 World Heavyweight Champion, 20 bucks a month. This is for the high rollers. This is for the b asses out there. Everything in the previous tiers, as well as a free Wrestling Daft T-shirt. Yeah, designer your choice. Sign up for a minimum of three months, and you'll get that. And get to feature on one of our shows as one of our marks. I'll do a run-in on the show. Come and talk to us. Be one of the team. Be one of the Wrestling Daft stable. So if you fancy that, become one of our patrons. Sign up now, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft, as we would love to welcome you to our stable. <laughs> it's the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to dare running. in Ask to sing a song. Ask Rabi's thoughts on The Fiend. After last week's show, however, we have another surprise guest on to answer a challenge. A challenge? Well,
1: there was a challenge set down and I thought, we'd better get this
0: person on, so here he is. Who did the challenge? I can't remember any of this. Did you, did you challenge somebody to a fight? Grado. Oh, right,
2: yeah! <laughs> wow, man. It's a long time.
0: Here he is. This is it's himself. Oh. Well, well, it's a big show! <laughs> huh? There it is.
3: Yeah. Now, How, you the doing, man? How you doing, man? How are you doing? How are you doing? Very good. I've had stage fright almost about <laughs> doing that. Have you it's been, been, pac- been practising all week? huh yeah i done it once and then I just went you know what let's just go for it off the fly he's caught me up, but because I'm pretty sure the version I sang was the new version
2: which was the way, which is a bit different
0: I can't tell the difference between any of
2: them all, oh I can't I can't I know what you mean the kind of metal version no with the <clears throat> the speech show the old oh, one he goes well but right. the new one
3: it goes well the speech show alright <laughs> oh, yeah. what a date what a date are we discussing this
0: As, I know I know huh? he's, right. he's made the jump we just spoke there um, Gredo got in touch with his brother to find out his take on he's who we always go to when it comes to big show stuff we always go to Gredo's brother uh, he's getting the idea who he we are, he's like I don't know who that is So, Mm -hmm. how are you feeling about that big move? It's interesting
3: because, obviously, for a long time, there was talk of WWE, then Shaq versus Big Show. Mm -hmm. And Big Show more recently said that that was still his dream match. But, obviously, AEW have signed both of them now. So, they're going to have that in AEW now, as opposed to Mania, which was rumoured that was going to happen. But that's got to I mean,
0: happen now, right?
3: That's got to happen now. That's the bit. That's the the two bit. Well, I guess the ability is what like the two biggest athletes in the world or something against each other. Yeah, it would get
0: mainstream press definitely. The two yeah. old guys. They should market it as the two do, old guys against
2: you each other. I think. I think. Yeah, Andy. The new. You look like a. You look like a two thousand and one Rick Steiner. <laughs> With this beard you do and also Aye, which is a a crack of your
0: beard, by the way. it's Aye, a crack on mine, man.
3: Under there. You know, there's been a you know, stuff stuff been happening, you know, been a lot stuff. of eating going on in that I you know, know
0: man. Lockdown has been murder for fucking eating butt in it. It's oh, like... I know.
3: Because there's ne there's nay like it's not like you go, oh I need to lose a bit of weight for this or you're that. You're right. No, you know, you're just like I'm in here till 2022, and that's you know that's the end of it.
0: How you been? How you been doing, Andy? Like, how's how's it been treating you? The lockdown.
3: Um, the first, like I suppose everybody, like the first six months was great. You know, it was a change of pace. Uh, you know, not really much to worry about. But as time went on, I, I, because pre-COVID, not that long before COVID, I had left my job to start working with ICW and then the family shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we managed to run like one show in February. And then obviously the pandemic hit. So they those original shows have still been getting constantly moved Aye. every time. But I ended up having to go and I, I worked for DWP. It was a home based job. So it was like universal credit phone lines. So it was helping a lot of people that were needing benefits during the pandemic and stuff like that. So done that till New Year. Um so i have done that right through. So I was basically working from my room for like 40 hours a week from May till December. Uh, and then I started college in January. So I'm doing like a sports development uh course yeah. to get me into university. Nice. So I've decided I to well there's a lot of different things that you can do with that. P teaching potentially could be something that I can look at, um, and I'm really interested in. Uh, it's a bit boring the people that don't really care about it, but like perf- it's performance analysis in football. So the guy you know, you, you collect all the data and you deliver it to the manager, and the manager breaks it down and it helps them, like the number of passes and the number of shots and all that yep. kind of stuff. So. Uh, that's kind of when I'm going. with it. I'm kind of going right through the the uni and that to maybe get a. It's five six years down the line for now. by the time I've done all that, but I don't know what wrestler. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be wrestling still following the Jags.
0: Aye, aye. So what is the deal with your involvement with ICW and stuff like that? And what's what's going so, on on that front?
3: On the back burner, obviously,
0: with the family stuff. So we I've just been rescheduling that
3: as as need. I'm hoping that find, look, we moved them finally to as far to the end of the year as possible. So I'm hoping by late October, early November, we can actually have a couple of these shows. Unfortunately, we we, we were supposed to debut in Aberdeen and Glenrothes and Fife, but we, I mean, really, it's, it's just not practical. The venues are being used as vaccination hubs and all that and stuff like that. So we, we're only going to be running kind of central to Glasgow we've G- got Air Bathgate and then Mary Hill in Glasgow so that should hopefully be happening soon, eventually um, ICW essentially um, when we ran, when we had our tapings previously myself and Jester are kind of the producers for lack of better term, agents like we just did a lot of new wrestlers on, on the show so I mean, it's pretty much mostly kind of new talent that, that needed that wee bit of extra help with just like double checking their finishes and and mm-hmm. making sure that the camera work could be like, as good as like Scott Reed is it writing and Dallas is it writing. Jester and I bring a wrestler's perspective to the table because we see a lot of things that they, that they might not see or they might mm-hmm. not understand and that's fine. Um, so it's been good. It's been fun. Um, obviously, we... When when Scotland went into level four, that's when we stopped filming. Um, so it's been a while even since that. It's been like three months.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh so the but, stuff we we'll see, the stuff with the behind closed door stuff we're seeing on the network just now, is yeah. faith, more than three months ago. Aye, aye,
3: aye. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, there's been nothing new filmed, but Bard is kind of the big special that's coming up. So. Um, I don't know the air date yet, but it'll be on the network soon because it's been all kind of filmed and whatnot. But it was has uh, it been
2: recorded already? The bad aye,
3: one, aye. So that's basically the the full card. This cage matches. So like, there's been a number of wee feuds bubbling up to the, uh, the, uh, the big show, and it was funny. But I think that was for me as, a, as somebody that's kind of p- producing wrestling. That was a really good. Um, to get my teeth right in it because it's cage matches and you've got a show with six cage matches on it so they need to all be different they can't all be the same Um, really have to rely on stories because really when you're doing that kind of thing and closed doors cage matches rely on the the big spots and the big reactions for the crowd and if that's not there you've kind of got to make sure that there's a story and all that and that's right up my street so yeah Um It I must really be murder that. for
2: the it must be murder for the troops as well, wrestling and cage matches when there's knee crowds here for the adrenaline to take the sting off, bumping well, about man it, it, it must what be a graft.
3: I mean I can't even get adrenaline walking in the door to just sit and watch it, never mind. <laughs> uh but, but I think they get used to it because by the time we filmed, Bard there had been sort of several tapings where the guys had kind of get used to it. I mean i I'm absolutely in no shape at all, but I think I think I would fancy that. I, I would. I think I would thrive in that environment because sometimes an audience annoys me too much and it gets them like. Yeah. I, I would like to. I would give it a bash behind closed doors. I think.
2: God, could could do you remember when we? <laughs> I'm just just popping. out my...
3: shouting. You're shite! You're,
2: you're shite, you're fat, you're shite. You're shy. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember that night? I mean, we wrestled each other loads and loads and loads of times, but do you remember that night we tried to uh, wrestle and come look, man? Two <laughs> seconds, my, my computer's gonna die if I don't plug it in. It's a against time, man. I, I'm, I'm sure, here, I'm, here, sure here. I'm sure I've spoken about this before. On the Aye, podcast boobs. I, you
3: did, I, I it was in your uh, I think it was one of your Gradle kind of aye. twenty-one things and we were talking about it quickly, <laughs> aye um, but, but I don't I always think about this and it's funny because I feel like I have this conversation with you in my head but we've never actually spoke about it I always think always think about it like just randomly I go why the fuck did, why did we do that <laughs> like,
2: match, like, why did we,
3: we'd been doing this match I mean was, hadn't it hadn't been that long since like the whole thing had kicked off. It was probably mm-hmm. only a few months. So, you know, we didn't need to differentiate for what we'd done. But for this reason, this night, we are like, come, we'll go out and we'll, we'll show everybody that we can, you know, <laughs> wrestle a wee bit. You we can do it. We'll do a bit of wrestling the night now, but <laughs> they'll be, you know, what the fuck do we think? We should have just been there and done what we'd normally done. <laughs> and done. I came back, I was like, I was so disappointed, man. In fact it wasn't <laughs> even that, it was like we were trying to do like WWE <laughs> spots like and we've made an R set and the oh, lady was listening. Like, was that
2: also the same night as well? But man, Hank Wani has had a big fucking cagoo alone. We're I, in the gent's toilet, man. We'll fucking teeing up how we're gonna get, how I'm gonna reverse out of a a fucking pedigree Wanny's maybe got an unlit fag and gobble at with your girls
3: on. You see but, Wanny is there. oily things but me. <laughs> aye,
2: aye, aye. <laughs> the, the best of it was you come back, man, if I go nobody cared, man. Nobody cared. <laughs> we were we were wrong about that ring like a pair of slobs. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it was like if they wanted to see us, no. they like pedigrees and not bottom stuff. Oh, like,
2: oh, <laughs> 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 what? It was. Oh, the oh, first, it was the
3: last time. It was the last time, man. Aye, like
2: aye. we never, we never done it again. Oh man, a fucking miss wrestling you, man. It's honestly, aye. the best. Right, this. What do you, what do you think? Because I, I mean, when you think about it, I can, I don't mind talking about all this now, but like, really, with me, with me and you. The match that we had August fifth, two thousand and twelve, it really did start a lot of things, didn't it? Aye, it did. People and, listen to this other British wrestlers will go fuck off, but you know what? Like, no, it really actually did. True. Well, it did, man.
3: I, I I went in a wee nostalgia trip quite recently, and I watched like the British wrestler and the same Fight Club and all that. <laughs> and when you watch British wrestling, I, I, I message you guys. You probably still know Reddit, but uh, probably, man. uh I showed my son, the British wrestler. Like it's not you. the full thing, but I showed him that, that segment of the thing where it was us.
2: And my he, name like, is Andrew. Believe it. I played a part of Red Lightning. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he could but
2: he couldn't believe like, he knew
3: I was a wrestler and that, but he's never really been that into himself and Aye. he couldn't believe this. He was like, That's that's not right, that's not you. i so then I ended up I was able to sit and show him kinda everything. That that went on for there at like the full match, and he was dead interested in that. But we, um, I think the it just the way that it was going, like obviously I was the big bad guy, and you were you were coming through, and it was like just the most perfect. Can of like the stars just aligned? Like it was like lightning in a bottle. Like the, that garage that night was so busy. Like there was like six hundred odd folk in there. Mm-hmm. And, you to a bus coming up for like Stevenson and oh. it was just perfect because we went on early, then we'd done the thing at the end, and when we went on, it was just like this is in the ring broke, and it didn't even matter, didn't it? And nobody remembers that part of that match, like the ring broke like two minutes into that, oh. and we still had the the full match the way it was supposed to go without the without the middle rope. It was just like. It was just mental, but it was sort of for me, and obviously for you as well, but it was the type of thing that I always imagined myself being involved in. Like, you you, you, like when, you, when you're when you watching ECW, maybe when you're a wee guy, and you're like, how cool is that, man? That's it. Uh, but we actually done that. Mm-hmm. We genuinely done that. And because... sometimes when you get a bit down on your wrestling, and you get a bit down on yourself in wrestling, because there's highs and lows, but you you've always got to look back at that and go, we actually done that. Like that was like, there was everybody in that garage that night was busting to see this match. And there's no, a lot of matches of, you know, there's been interest in this guy versus this guy, but the people were heavily, heavily invested in this. Like, cause they were so invested in you as the good guy and they absolutely hated Musk, like they hated mm-hmm. me so much and they wanted you to win so much because they just couldn't stand me and the fact that obviously it was kind of a an angle but when you won and it was like he's actually, you know, it's like right. you know, the, the wee team beating the big teams, so to speak like, in, a, in a sport it was right. just the I'll never forget the reaction, like you know, at the end and all that. It was just was that your was that your favourite
0: time in the ring,
3: Andy? Um, I'd have to say so. I mean, I, I don't I don't even think anything comes remotely close to that. I mean, the the hydro. I mean, SEC with Foley in that, but that was near match for me. It was obviously one of my favourite moments. But in terms of an actual match, mm-hmm. there's no way that I could even pick something that would be anywhere close to that. I but think... that was a
0: kinda of, was a kind of situation you dreamt about, right? When you were younger, you dreamt of being in a situation like that and dreamt when you were training and when you were coming up, um you were dreaming of a situation like that. Um no, right? See if you're if you're dreaming now, right? If you allow yourself to dream, now at this moment we're here in the middle of this pandemic, we're sitting um because you're still a young guy, right? You're still mm. a young guy. what's what's a new dream for you? I know you're talking about stuff. You're you're, you're making smart decisions for like, like a long term career I, for yourself I, and stuff I, like I. that. But what
3: what's what's the dream now? A new dream. A new dream for me. Or it's always gonna have been a dream for me. I would just like a good solid run. Like I can of sit here and go. I'd love to sign for WWE. You know, I'd be lying if I didn't. But the reality of that for me gets. Further and further away as years go by. Like we're sitting here now; it's twenty twenty one. I mean, next year that great degree will actually been ten years. So, for me, I think I would like to get back to because a lot has happened in that time. It's been a long time. I'd probably like to get back to that point, like mm. to to be that character that people hate so much because th- th- that got to a certain point where people started to enjoy it. As we kind of most of these things So I think at the 2012 Kind of 13 point People were Fed up with me, you know, did not like me But as time went forward When we went into the kind of The black label stuff That
0: entertained people What like they liked to play
3: along But, but... you've all,
0: you've always been quite I've always felt that you, you're A really unselfish I And I kind of feel like you've, you've spent a long time, I think Kind of lifting up other talent and supporting other talent And helping to put other talent over Whether that's on the mic or whether it's like managing them Or, you know, right. or working with them do, do you feel like, you know, like you say Time is passing, it is 2021 20, Do you feel like maybe you should be a bit more selfish When things start back up again?
3: Um, potentially, I, I feel that, you know And people have told me this as well that I could maybe be a bit more aggressive about you know my my business side of things in terms of but me kind of putting people over and and helping elevate people I think I I couldn't tell you who it is you know you'll know yourself gradually even yourselves like that's one thing that a veteran would always tell you is that be that guy Mm -hmm. you know that, that people are willing to work with and want to work with because they they know that it's going to be good for them and for me you know that was how Gredo and I ended up working together in the first place because I was the guy you know Mm -hmm. that was going to help him start his journey and that's kind of been my thing Um, but I you know I think definitely if if I were to because I mean I'm in absolutely no I mean I'm never near being able to wrestle like I mean I be honest with me I mean, it would be about six months of training for me because I've not wrestled since 2019 mm. like nearly 2 years so I think for me it would need to be something really different I think like we've done the kind of the, the rodeo brand and the the black label and the gold label and that that's my thing clearly is like groups and being surrounded by other people with different dynamics but I'm always at the front um and it's hard to be that there. Like when I came back from my injury, won the square go again, it was difficult to do that. Like it, it's such a, because you're at the forefront. And I don't mean to be at the forefront. I always end up there. And I know that, but I would like to maybe just blend in a bit more. Like winning the square go and having match, try, meant to be having high profile matches like throughout that year. Mm-hmm. It was stressing me out. You know, I, remember I, feel like my, I feel like my best work has been when I've not expected it, you know, like yeah. we didn't expect the Grado, the Grado phenomenon just kind of happened and we weren't really expecting it. It wasn't something that we'd planned. It was just something that happened naturally and it was the right thing to do. So I think I would probably like to blend in a bit more like into the background so that I can maybe relax a bit and then I might start producing
0: like better work through that.
2: I get mm. what you
0: mean
2: by that. Um, I I totally get what you mean.
0: Because but- because user user, user bath in quite an interesting position. I think because I mean user user bath. I suppose go to think about how you re-enter the stage when wrestling mm-hmm. kind of comes back. Because in a sense, what, what you say earlier is, is completely true. It's like you know i watch nxt uk and stuff like that and you see you know and you know and you see the kind of progress influence there and all of that right and then obviously there's icw talent involved and stuff like that you know what i mean and i always think about the fact that it was kind of this was kind of ground zero for all that for me mm. was was you two you know what i mean and it, and that's quite uh i always think about it in terms of like for, someday somebody's going to make a documentary about about the reality. No, no, like Insane Fight Club is as great as they shows were, but um no Insane Aye. Fight Club. I, Insane Fight Club, I, no, as great as they were, but I mean, like a, a genuine documentary about the story of how British wrestling went for being kind of out of fashion and kind of just kind of hanging on to suddenly being the big thing with the buzz again, you know what I mean? And used to be central to that. And I just kind of feel like there's a fucking third act. I feel as if there's uh, a.
2: That'd be.
0: There's a third act now, do you know what I mean? Aye. And it's interesting that you two guys are kind of, you know, you you's, you's haven't been picked up by the WWE, oh, yeah. you're only, you know, you only there. You's, you, and because of that, I think the weird thing is, because of that, you two are probably cooler. <laughs> Weirdly, you two have, <laughs> uh, seriously, <laughs> there's just something I think maybe more real about you two and you, you know, you don't have that thingy, that kind of like WWE corporate, but if they,
3: if I get if I get an uh, email um, you know <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I know I know but I'm just saying it just feels like I'm just thinking it for kind of a story point of view and you're thinking if you're making a documentary about this story does does fucking it feels like there's something else there it feels like there's the remains your your rocky Balboa um moment in this you know what I mean for Baithies, because you as both have to reconsider how to enter the stage. You know, there might be a lot of neutrals out there and people out there that kind of think, well, you know, grado's those, those Danes stuff now that's kind of away for wrestling to an extent. You know what I mean? And you're then you're training and stuff land like and you're producing and all that kind of stuff. And maybe people are maybe thinking, well, maybe not going to see the two of in the same way.
3: Mm. And I
0: suppose it's just an interesting... In, in a I mean, sense, I'll be honest. It's unfortunate... I mean, Angle Aye. to that as well, you know what I mean. As a positive and kind of hopeful angle to
3: that. I'll be honest that I mean, as the the kind of times went on, throughout being in lockdown and COVID, I mean everybody's done that. I guess that kind of soul searching and what's next and what's going to happen after this and wrestling. You know, I would for a while there it just wasn't in my heat. Like I, I just, I'd almost become kind of tired. Eh? And was just wanting to try and forget about it,
2: but like, mate, the only I just can't like do that. that like was... it,
3: it, always comes back. It's and, and before, obviously, before we've been on this, but the last couple of weeks, man, I've been going. To, I've been wrestling mental. I've been oh, yeah? reading books, and oh, I got the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks book. See, but I mean, but Dave Meltzer book.
2: But see, I, mate, I, I, it's weird. I've been the same as you in terms of. The only wrestling involvement I've had is this podcast on a Wednesday night every and night.
3: The, aye. But the I, football, I struggle like, to watch it. Obviously I'm doing the the, the 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 college and the uni and try to just get some skills and whatever and football's obviously something that I'm passionate about as well, but it's just wrestling's on another level, do you know what I mean? Like you could ask me anything. You know what I mean? Like there's it's such a subject matter, like it's crazy how mental I'm about wrestling and always have been. And now, like, what we were saying earlier, like, I need to pinch myself almost and go, no, you know, you've got this. Yeah, and you, you do need to
2: do that, mate. You do need to stick like, to up back when you were,
3: I mean, we're going on now, but, you know, 20 years ago, I was, you know, about to actively pursue becoming a wrestler, and i dreamt about that for so long, like, I was never going to not do it. And it's like, you can't come on this way to just step off at the age of 34, Things have been hard. You've had an injury. There's been a lot of mental health issues come way being a, a performer, as you know. And but it's too far, man. You can't can back out now.
0: You can not back out because and I'll tell you why you can't back out because nobody has nobody in in fucking British wrestling have what you did. Just what you spoke about earlier, Andy, and this this even extends to the fact, you know, you've got, you've got Drew, for example, right, who has been the WWE champ, who's in that position and, who, and stuff, right? But he he's only in that position, and I'm sure he would admit this himself, because he came back, he came back, he left the WWE, he came back, he started working the indies again, building up the buzz again, came to ICW, had that amazing run in ICW. Way Grado in the ring, and oi, that, that environment that was there in ICW wouldn't have fucking existed if it wasn't for what happened we used to at that fucking point at Ground Zero. It wouldn't have gonna, happened.
3: I'm not going to argue it you're up. But it wouldn't have <laughs> happened. this is
0: just the truth and this is what we know and this is, weirdly I was talking about, I didn't even know you were coming on the show tonight Andy and weirdly at the start of that show I was saying I'll be fucking talking about this later. You go on the WWE Network and it's great that you've got the British shows on there and stuff like that but there's nothing on there that genuinely and honestly tells the story of why there's a fucking British WWE champion. The new there's nothing that honestly tells a story about why there's an NXT UK. There's nothing that properly tells a story about why these British promotions are on a WWE network and they're on there because of fucking you guys. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't I'm, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> it. Fucking let I'm fucking saying it. But mate, I'm and saying you it. See that,
2: and I mean, honestly, sometimes I always think to myself as well. Other people as well. It's not just. Obviously, there was know. other.
0: Obviously, there was other people involved. Obviously, there was other people involved, but. We 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 were all fucking there. We all witnessed it. We all witnessed it, and we all saw um, that it was that rivalry between you two guys that was the fucking cool thing that caused that we that fucking big bang that made everything happen. Aye. Everybody knows it. I mean, great. I mean, understandably, like Gredo kind of
3: you, kind of were no hanging about after that. Like once the insane Fight Clubs get made, deny that. But unfortunately for me, I wasn't involved in Insane Fight Club, probably more through choice and my own stupid fault for being sceptical. So I missed that and that was kind of where Bayfield started to drift apart in terms of characters. They were no longer involved with each other and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then we moved on to different stuff. I was lucky because I mean, there was a couple of years even, you know, when when Gradle, you were kind of through you'd gone over to TNA, you're going over to the States, and all that. I wasn't even wrestling at that point, I know you were, it, it got that bad for me that I wasn't even wrestling. This is way after Kelvin Brown. but I was lucky that Ice brought me back and that kind of wee GM thing. And then it just and then we'd we done the we stuff
2: together as well, man.
3: Aye, we were That's able to just go, loved. we were Never able liked to at but <laughs> I, but things are different now. Do you know what I mean? There was a lot of people in your ear at that time, not oh, and fun, they man. were, but they were right you know, Mm. they were probably right in saying that you had WOS in the horizon and potentially a heel turn at that particular point in your career wasn't the right thing for you and you can't argue with that, That, that's probably right you know what Mm I mean Um, but you know maybe now it's different you know, like for me as a promoter, Grado the wrestler will always be a central kind of part of my you know my group like it's difficult i would like you know you need that i think like you need that kind of top line guy like a cena like you would be the you, you're the scottish cena
2: i think like, that's his way as well i remember when icw were doing the tapings and that yeah it was um uh, during the lockdown and i know what we we're talking about going back and i was just like i just don't feel it's Right, because there has been that, that length of time where I've not been on there and I just feel gone back. Like, I, need, I, I've, I never made the best job of protecting my, 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 my mm-hmm. gimmick, my image, certainly in the last couple of years. See, my wrestling run, so now it needs to be done right, it needs to be for the right idea, the right thing. It can't just me me turning up and cutting promos and Aye, but it needs also to be done right, man.
3: As ICW's audience evolved and everything else within the company evolved it became less of a place where you would see gradle mm-hmm. the, you know the gradle character it's like people have done that you know it's hard to do it again but then your thing for me is like the the family shows and the kids and the, oh, you saying. know they they enjoy watching you and they'll always enjoy it and the parents love it and it's so much. I think wrestling, the kind of adult wrestling scene, is too many people are, you know, they're looking for the ring hangs and they, you know, each to their own. But people aren't really there to invest in it as much as they were, you know, back in 2012-13 when it was something fresh and new. Um, I think that the audience has changed great, like massively. Um, they're more interested in you know, the kind of all elite wrestling kind of style of matches and stuff like that and they're big into their technical wrestling and stuff and you know, that's just you know what happens, but it's it's, it's weird. I but <laughs> it, it would be hard in this day and age to, to do what we done. I know. Back then. Do you know what I mean? Like it's because, it be
2: because I'll tell you something, right? Because see how in two thousand and twelve I always think this as well. At that point, you're right. It was we were, we were, um, we were grav- gravitating to, uh, proportion of uh, uh, young adult fans who maybe watched the wrestling on the telly. You know, they watched Raw on a Friday night and stuff like that. And then when they started going out and they grew up, they kind of they grew away from wrestling. And then when they seen us coming and we were. Cutting promos and we didn't have an American right. accent, and but it wasn't embarrassing, it wasn't cringy, and like thought, wow, man, what is this? It was different. This is getting, you know, in, in our, our match in in 2012, ICW was drawn anyway, right? ICW was, but it was, ICW was a draw. However, that night when we wrestled, I felt as if it was one of the first ever times the British wrestling a long time. Fans had paid money for that match, they were coming mm-hmm. to see that match, and that hadn't been, that wasn't really what we it- Something back
3: then. And even then, when you when you think about the wider scale, that like, you know everything back then, the production values, the the video editing, everything was was a lot less kind of vibrant and professional as it is now. Like you know, we never had a video package,
2: but it was brilliant. when It, drawn like and it, it was brilliant. It was fucking walking YouTube. On YouTube. There was something cool about that.
3: It was just filming on a mad like Aye. filming on your phone, like your Sony Ericsson phone, putting it in YouTube, and that was it. Like, Aye. and then kind of uh, even Twitter wasn't really a thing back then, and no. it, it was weird because just caught this. I think for, for that, I mean, everybody take everybody takes the, you know, the credit for certain things, but I specifically remember me at the end of I think the night you done the six man with Drew McDonald and and Wolfie and that. I can't even remember who I met. That might have been the night I won the belt. I, no, I didn't, it, it was my first show as the champ. Mm-hmm. And I there had been a hot, big, big carry-on. So I remember, I remember at, at the end of that show, I approached Dallas and I asked him if I could wrestle you. Like I, Well, you know, I was saying, you need to do me versus Gredo. And it took a bit, not at that point, like obviously I said he would think about it, but it took just a wee bit. I can try to convince everybody that mm-hmm. you know this is the right thing to do, and I was comfortable with that because it was like that was my ideal scenario. You know what I mean? Like you're coming in, I'm having to try and maybe at that point kind of lead the match a wee bit and and the story and try mm-hmm. to get all that right because obviously, which is rare for British wrestling, which again is is something that we were lucky at that. That was that there was a crowd there that were ready to react to every single thing we done, mm-hmm. and they were there, you know, before the, and that's what you're skin back to saying about like people pay to see the match, like on a show, you can have two guys wrestling each other, and they'll be very, you know, the the crowd will take to them, and they'll they'll, they'll bite on what they're doing, but we had already done that by the time that that. By the time your music hit and my music hit, the crowd were there, and that's the most difficult part in wrestling is getting that investment from the audience. Once you've got that, you're absolutely on not easy street, but every single thing we done, like you know, we waited a wee while until we took a bump, and the first bump was like, Yes, and just the way that it was all like placed, and everybody was just gone absolutely mental, and it was and it was gratifying like for me anyway to get that kind of because everybody in the locker room was interested in it you know everybody wanted to watch it um everybody was watching it everybody was excited about it it wasn't just us you know the roster and the, the management they were excited and it was kind of for me my first kind of time where i thought to myself like you're actually not all right at this like <laughs> do you know what i mean like Aye. You've actually done this like pretty you've done a pretty good job
0: here. So aye. aye. This is a big to be continued, boys, because mm-hmm. aye, aye, aye. you've got you've got you've got bro. a lot to talk about you two. You've got a lot to talk about you two. Uh, should maybe do that one. are in quite fucking similar, you know, positions, like thinking mm-hmm, about yeah. how do we how do we come back? You know, what I mean what aye. is the next What is the next step? What is the third act? And viewing it like that, like a big fucking broad story. Because, you know, it might be, be, you probably should fucking remind people where it started. I mean,
3: personally, and I'd said this before um, the lockdown and stuff like that, like, if I was in charge of an NXT UK and I was wanting to run a live event schedule, uh, like, Gradle would for me Gradle would be an important part of that puzzle you know in order to travel the UK and, and yeah. promote live events and have that kind of person that you can bring bring people in to watch it would be I mean I don't know how you would do on TV Gredo, but
2: I'm not a TV wrestler but, but the live
3: event that. side of it, you know you're that right.
2: uh, you're like, totally right, mate.
3: That would definitely be what I would I would say but then I don't make the decisions, unfortunately.
2: Yet. <laughs> but the 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 Perry's the I've got a, a a brilliant wrestling mate. I've not got the mind for the way you've have. you've have always had that. You've always been been a different level. of How to tell a story and stuff like that. Because I've never been quite at the races there with that kind of stuff. And I've always said you should be involved in stuff. British wrestling, how he, how, whether it's writing it, producing it, dealing with the troops, it's fucking, it's big as belief why it's not happening.
0: It's to be continued,
2: boys. Listen to us, man. Why are we, let's keep our powders dry. I'm betting, but you should be
0: signed. No, you should be signed. He couldn't even write his own address. Listen, <laughs> see, the sincere only one that shouldn't be signed is John. You shouldn't be saying signed John. John's off a of quiet. He's dizzy no, Oh, He's half asleep. You see when he does see when we do this. He sees EW fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he the EW Keep it a man well,
2: going, watch this gone, nice Nassau shit. Eh? <laughs> well listen,
0: let's leave it early now. Rudo, thanks so much for coming on. Andy, it's great to see you. Glad you're you're doing you're doing well for this
1: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at
0: chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You just made the list. Everybody loves lists. So every week we like to bring you a list of wrestling daft. You can vote for what you want us to talk about at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. This week, we gave you two options, and they were your unpopular wrestling opinion versus best wrestling cameos in TV and film. And with 61% of the vote, quite a close vote this time, it was the unpopular opinions that won. So I am going to do my top three unpopular opinions. Uh, Now, I'm I'm going to try not offend anybody here right when i'm doing this i don't want to offend anybody here um so my number three a unpopular opinion i'm no i'm not sure this is a, a confusing one for me by the way because i'm not sure where, whether i was supposed to order it and like is number one the one i think that everybody will disagree with
1: i would say so yeah that's the way to do it
0: okay my number three uh, unpopular opinion is this: wrestling fans need to acknowledge that the WWE has psychologically uh, and practically monopolised the entire wrestling business to an even greater extent than they know. So, I- I've been thinking about this for quite a while now. As a kind of, I've been trying to distance myself from the products. And I'm looking at it, and with the exception of, I would say with the exception of what NWA were doing with NWA power on YouTube before the pandemic hit, everything has got the shadow of WWE hanging over it and they just kind of shake it off. AEW has that has has already started to get that monkey on their back of a kind that a kind, kind of, of fixation with all WWE ideas and mm. all WWE talent. Um, th- While well, I'm really happy about people I know, including people in my family, being on like NXT UK and all that, and I'm happy about British promotions being on WWE Network. It's it's a completely um, it's they have been swallowed up by WWE. It hangs over the top of fucking everything. And I think people, with the newer kind of like, oh, this is cool. There's lots of cool stuff going on. And I kind of feel like the WWE are making millions and millions and millions, and they're they're so solidified and so safe. They they are in a stronger position. I, I know I know everybody goes. Their ratings are shiting on that. I don't think they fucking care. I don't think they need to care anymore about ratings. They're in a stronger position now than they've kind of ever been. And people have kind of just just let it happen. I'm kind of worried about the situation. I'm not sure how unpopular that opinion is. So, the gonna...
2: P- P- so like, the Peacock deal, they don't need, need to really worry about ratings as such, didn't they? No, that's no. not their
0: gig anymore. It's like, no. well, that's who is going to broadcast them, so it's their issue, isn't it? The WWE have won. Right. This is basically what my number three is. The WWE have won completely. They have, they have dominated all the indies. They've dominated all the scenes that were rising up. And even their biggest competitor, the new, which is AEW, kinda of play too closely into WWE stuff. They kind of they they play like, and I think, you know, I think that's how they've got to play it. So, and it's not gonna change. No, and it's not gonna change. Number two. <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> <laughs> as talented as he was in the ring, and oh my god, how talented was that guy in the ring? is a fucking terrible promo.
1: <laughs> oh, <that> guy, yeah.
0: <laughs> and he could never be, you could never call him a complete or one of the best of all, I see sometimes people saying he was the number one of all time, none of. the guy was any good on the mic.
2: But do you ever, would you argue, but it's good But to sometimes go back and watch the videos of him cutting promos? Because I don't think that's an unpopular opinion, right? But it's actually quite interesting to see him try to string a promo together and also in 1997 when he probably done his, his best work like a lot of the stuff was actually coming for the hair. and maybe it wasn't his it wasn't his put over as strong as what another a wrestling promo was it's still interesting to go back and listen to them and watch them i don't know does that make there sense are, there
0: are moments there are moments where Brett hitman hart's promos work primarily when he's a heel or when he's when he's being heelish mm-hmm. but the guy was just not The guy was, you know, and I feel bad talking about Hitman because Hitman's great, and this is why I'm saying it. It's unpopular with me, even, this opinion, but the guy could never be considered the complete package because he he didn't have that aspect of of the business. And my number one, which I think might be the one that pisses Gredo off the (laughs) mess. Time has not been kind to ECW. ECW, their workers in their matches don't really stone up anymore. When you when you watch the when you watch their shows, I think it was a product of its time. I don't think you're talking about quality wrestling in there. I don't think there was a lot. I mean, I've been checking this over the past few while as well. I've been watching wee things here and there and stuff, and it just it has not aged well at all which is interesting because you can go back and watch some of the old fucking WCW shows and NWA shows and stuff like that and some of the old stuff of the territories and it's great stuff and the ECW stuff just Disney stone up even things like some highly rated RVD matches and stuff like that you just kind of watch and you're kind of like fuck me maybe you had to be there I think maybe you had to be there
2: (laughs) I know what you mean, but I mean, I still love going back and watching them and putting myself back to when I was a young boy going, wow, man, this is different. This is good. They swear the the entrance music, I think, I know what you mean, but I don't think it needs to stand up. Do you know what I mean?
0: Good, well stayed Right. So wasn't it wasn't that unpopular. I don't have that many unpopular opinions. Oh, I can see why it's really going to fucking annoy me here. Right. So here's see what the punters have said. Paul says, my boy Lex Luger's WWF 93-94 run was underrated. Should have had the belt at SummerSlam 93. I was never a fan of Lex Luger, I need to be honest. Gredo? The Lex Luger stuff,
2: totally fucking never even seen that, to be honest with you. Right, Never you seen that.
0: that. Andy says, Cena's Rumble return is overhyped. Nah.
2: I don't think at the time it was as big as when I go look at it back. No, at the time I probably wasn't as arsed. However, because of the reaction, in the crowd, because it's at the garden, it's got that or oh, that was he can't cool. Fake
0: he can't fake that. You can't fake that. I like X Pac. He says as well, Andy never got what X Pac heat was about. Agreed. And he thinks Bart Gunn could have been world champ. There was no way. I mean, X
2: Pac heat is. I don't even really think it existed. I think it was just like of cool thing to say. I don't. I think there's plenty of worse change the channel wrestlers that were out and about then and now. Name them. Well, I like to the Miz. I kind of get into any of the Miz does. I watch that and I go, that's oh man, I'm not about the fucking champ there. I know, but it's, it's just a civil so so for, me, so for me, I've never kind of bought in I just
0: think, oh, this is shit. Scott says Cesaro and Ziggler both have been pushed correctly. Neither are top of the card main event stars, good mid card guys, and that's it. That's my better not right shout. That's no an unpopular opinion of would they say. I think that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Callum says ICW wrestlers shout and swear too much.
2: Agreed. I, do, I agreed. And I've probably been, um I've probably been guilty, guilty of it myself. I remember the amount of times that I sent promos to ICW promos to guys, and they would go, "You just need to cut out that swearing, man. What's a crack?" But I think it's got to do with a lot. It's got to do with inexperience. Remember those guys going out there that don't have. At the time, I mean, I know they've got producers and stuff like that now, but at the time, it was a matter of, right, go and cut a promo, and this is the point. And it's that easy to be in the moment to start swearing. It is.
0: That's
2: it my is, opinion. but
0: also people need to remember as well that it's a it's a Scottish product. It's a Glasgow product, mm-hmm. and we swear. True. We swear all the time. Ryan says Shawn Michaels is very much overrated as an in ring performer. Don't agree with that. That's that's, an unpopular opinion. I I hate that opinion. I hate it. I hate it, Ryan. Can I give
1: give you one you'd hate even more? Yeah,
0: tell me. Have you been saying about Mr. Perfect? No,
1: I'm not going to say Mr. Perfect. I think everyone says Flair's one of the best. I think promo wise, absolutely. I think in ring, no.
2: Oh, come on. Nah. Uh, do you know what? But see how back in the day, but do you know all, all the old guys hated Flair because he done the same, what they felt he'd done the same match in every territory and it was basically exposing the business because he'd done the same match everywhere. But nah, I love, man. You go, but you go, I love watching the old steamboat matches, the Shytown Rumble, which was apparently like 30 odd years ago, or 30, 30, 34, I don't know. Man, I, nah. Ah, stuff.
0: Definitely- even look at for, as an example. Even just look at Ric Flair's performance in that retirement match against Shawn Michaels, which which is just one of the greatest fucking in ring performances you'll you see for anybody. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Do, do you know what people were talking about recently?
2: And I, I agree. No know doesn't get a lot of mention. Fucking Steamboat's in two thousand and nine. Wow. Aye, so, you, so you go back and watch Steamboat's run then, man. I can't. There's a Jericho he wrestled. Um, He'd done a couple, done a, done a couple of, kind of freeways. That doesn't get anywhere near the, the fucking...
0: If Ricky Steamboat with a talent he had, had been a white guy, do you think he would have been a much, much bigger star than he was? Obviously, he was a very, very popular wrestler, but do you think in that fucking old-school racist world that wrestling was back then, do you think if he was a white guy that could deal with that it would have right. been a different story that I, I spent a bit time
2: with Steamboat Man he wasn't exactly the most uh, what do you call somebody that's no racist <laughs> <laughs> why could, could yeah, I, mean, I was seeing the guy who was racist man but he was a bit like listening to your old your granny your papa talking
0: do you know right. what I mean Can right. right. <laughs> kind of that way they were all schoolies boys right, right. Uh, Lee says the Authority era was the highlight of the 2010s. Hated watching it at the time, but compared to new, but I feel indifferent to 95 percent of the roster and struggled to get excited for Mania and the Rumble. Feel it like pure shite. Just one corporate Kane and J and J security. But <laughs> that's funny. Uh, um, yeah, I don't even mind that stuff. Jamie says John Cena is an all-time great. Five moves <laughs> of Doom talk is a lot of shite. That's not an unpopular opinion. No,
2: I think that's. A, I think. I think. I, I, I agree with that. Maybe. Yeah, he has an all-time great.
0: Yes. He is an all-time great. I mean, what what else can you say? Graham says, Rusev is worse off in AEW than he ever was treated in the WWE. I agree with that. Mm. I think I agree with that as well. At the minute, I don't like how he's... I don't think he cares, but... I don't like what's happening there. But, you know, I think the guy's having fun and, you know, fuck it. Get to where he's your trackies and all that.
2: And...
0: Um, uh, nice to Wrestler says WWF in 95 was superb. The rise of Shawn Michaels to the main event, Bulldog in the title picture, proper women's wrestling getting a spotlight, Brent in top form against guys like Hakuji, Pierre Lafitte, Diesel, etc. There were shape bits, King Mabel, for example. But overall, I loved it. I think you're right there. That was a really, really interesting period, I, or a I new blood stuff, or a new talent coming up. Pedro says Japanese wrestling is hard to watch. Agreed to some extent. To
2: some extent, sometimes I remember but as a young boy, I'd get the DVDs for all the world. I'd get your American Indies. I'd get your British wrestling. And sometimes the Japanese wrestling was a graft. And I think even trying to watch that, the, 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 the what you call it, the, the, the dome shows that a I bit. I, 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 I'm I wearing that one. What I do like is I like the comedy stuff that see likes, so, um, Kikitaro and stuff like that. I love that
0: i love him i think that's superb graham says jim Cornette slagging current wrestling is more entertaining than the actual wrestling agreed
2: agreed i i when i go to my work in the moment i either listen to a rangers podcast or i listen to jim Cornette. and whether you agree with him or no whether you think he's racist is this is that it's fucking so entertaining this week he had a lawyer on he's mad lawyer uh Stephen Pinot, and he was he was dissecting all of Joey Ryan's uh legal issues and what he's gone in court. And I'm sitting here going, "I, see, I love all this shit. I love. It. I know you don't give him like a day, but it's it's entertaining, man. It's so entertaining."
0: Chris Scullion says, "I want to see brawl for all return with the current WWE roster. <laughs> How good would that be? By the way, who would have a who, who would have a shot of?" Imagine they did Brawl for All They should date Brawl for All And the winner of Brawl for All Fights Conor McGregor How fucking big would uh, that would be? be How big would that be? Imagine they did Brawl for All again And the winner fights Conor McGregor At WrestleMania That would be the biggest fucking match of all time Who is the hardest vote in WWE? Now? Who would win it? Braun Cesaro would be up there eh? Cesaro would be up there I think Aye Braun Braun Strowman, No one's
2: going to be able to fucking go near Braun Strowman Oi, Braun Strowman? I don't know man all that, all that, all that kind of greeting and all
0: that. I don't know. Roman Reigns can handle his sell, right? Aye, yeah. Roman Reigns. Big Roman can handle his sell because a good looking guy. What? What? Baron sorry, John.
1: Baron Corbin was a boxer before he entered wrestling. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which boxing got to do when I'm jumping about your head?
1: That's ah, broad for all though. Just. Sure, that
0: would be interesting. I might need to email Vince <laughs> about that. Uh, I might need to email Vince and say, listen. Day Brawl for All again. You
2: need to see the dark side of the ring rap with Brawl for All. It's fucking brilliant, man. It's it. it's
0: sad, man. Day Brawl for All, winner fights Conor McGregor at WrestleMania. Fucking biggest, biggest thing ever. Should they should do a woman's Brawl for All. <laughs> and the winner fights Ronda Rousey. <laughs> uh, what about that? Who would win a woman's Brawl for All?
1: Nia Jax.
0: Nia <laughs> Jax. You love Nia Jax, John. Hey, do, man. <laughs>
1: You love Nia Jax, do you are talking you always going on about her.
0: Ach, I know, I can't. But I, think we are, I think we are quite a Nia Jax positive show, aren't we? Mm-hmm. We're we are always quite supportive of Nia Jax. Um, Gredo, do you have any unpopular opinions before we moved on? Just, I think, wrestling's shite now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Woo! Right, we've got loads of gear so you can look the top dog while sitting in the house. Your designs, including... The mark is here with a quote pick of the wrestling Stare again. This is fucking ridiculous, man. Right. Wrestling daft merch. We've got a load of gear so that you can look top dog while sitting in the house. The designs right now include the mark is here with a picture of the wrestling daft belt, wrestling's kid on, and the immortal quote from the immortal Hulk Hogan. Good night, Hulkamaniacs and jabroni marks without a life that don't know what A work when you put a work and work yourself into a shoot, Marks. that's on a t-shirt. Put the classics on, how dare you? Come on, I'm a to take the bump for you. Chips, cheese and Donnerby and Margaret, they're a fiend. Not only that, we've got hoodies, face masks, phone covers, trucker caps, bum bags and aprons. Just at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. Bad news though, the metal stand has rejected our spooky club design and one that ripped off the Bullet Club, and that was for copyright reasons. Don't worry though, our boy Kyle Customs is working on a workaround, so check our range at shop.spreadshot.co.uk forward slash wrestling Daft now, or check our links on the Facebook page or in Twitter, and it's at wrestling Daft.
0: We all have that one story in a locker that we break out when we're trying to impress somebody. So take that one story and put it in a wrestling environment. That's all we're asking you today, and that's exactly what we do on this Wrestling Daft Road story. You send us your story, and we imagine that we are two wrestlers on the way back for the show trying to pop each other with a shaggy dog story. Start that more, Gredo. Let's go. Oh, okay. I'm the the garage for some day. Like when I eat, you know the liquid tonight. What
2: flavour are you on these days? It's no good for you, that stuff, mate. I know, mate. Tell him about it. My ticker's in some knack, I'll tell you. It's in some knack, these bumps. Anyway. Let
0: me tell you a story, Rob. Oh, I'd love to hear a wee story. Yeah, I hear mate. one. It, right. makes a, it makes the drive go faster. Right. Here's the steal. Here's the story, Right, hey,
2: so... Rab, here's a crack man. I was about ten year old and I was in the BBs, the boys' brigade, do you remember that? No, oh, I remember them, I. Eh? Well, I mean, I still think it's a thing unless it's been exposed as a big kind of massive pedo ring or something like that. Yeah, maybe shouldn't have said that, right? okay, Anyway, one week um, it was announced that we were going to be doing a big talent show thing with a big bunch of BBs for the local area. So Rab, we get to tell, we're going to be doing a Star Trek theme and I get the part of a certain Dr. Crusher. Drawing. That's my I Myself, to myself. He sounds like a big hard bastard that does a lot of crushing. That's what I thought. So we spent a couple of weeks practicing before the show. But And, Rob, I missed the rest of the rehearsal because I wasn't well. Be, bear in mind, listen, Rob, nowhere in this script it gives me a first name. It's just Dr. Crusher. So it turns up in the night of the show. I'm on my dad. They're there here to watch the show. I heads backstage. The first thing that happens when I get there is the old woman, who's looking after stuff and she's taking care of stuff backstage. And she says, "Right, Beverly, you go and sit over there. And we'll get your makeup started." And I think to myself, "Who's Beverly?" But then I also think to myself, "This woman's always been a wee bit strange." So I just went away and I kind of sat down. So I'm sitting there, Rob. Right. Sitting there next to a bunch of other, other wee guys, right? Jody and Wharf, they're all getting blacked up. Wee guys getting big Prince Charles ears stuck on. I think he was a Ferengi. 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 Next spot, I'm sitting there and I starts getting lipstick, mascara, eyeshadow put on, eyeshadow put on me. So at this point, Rob, I'm getting a wee bit confused, because. But then it all started to make sense when somebody handed me a big pair of plastic tits, arse padding, and a ginger wig, and I was told to go and put my dress and my heels on. <laughs> Turns out Dr. Crusher was a woman. The heels and dress appear to have belonged to the old woman, so the heels were too small, and the dress skimmed my arse. Apparently, Dr. Crusher was a bit of a slag. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can tell. I can still remember the horror when the parents' faces as we wandered onto the stage, bunch of skinny wee guys in various states of blackface, me shuffling about the stage like Tina Turner on roller skates, wharf with bits of ham in his face as we all danced to Star Trekking and we did our replay, mortifying. The worst part, Rab, is we never won.
0: Story, mate. That's a hell of a story. Uh, no, that just sounds made up. That story, doesn't it? <laughs> to me, it sounds entirely made up. It's just it's hard to believe that any of that was true. A couple of wee uh, accuracy moments as well. Doctor Beverly Crusher never ever wore a dress in the in the series. I'm pretty sure sure that was not Starfleet uniform. <laughs> um, a, a good possibility there was a bit of kind of racist blackface happening at, at the BBE.
1: You run off. The recreated wharf by hanging bits of ham from. Him.
0: <laughs> It's a bizarre story. I would like... Who sent that story in?
1: It was Sean who sent that one in.
0: I demand some kind of corroboration. I I want He needs to swear to us that that really happened because it feels like a stretch to me. It feels like a stretch to me.
1: There must be photographic evidence of that and I would love to see a picture of it.
0: Dr. Crusher. I'd never actually thought of that before enough, actually, that Dr. Crusher, I mean, that is a name and a half, isn't it? Dr. Crusher sounds like some guy that would have been in the territories in the 1960s isn't it? some guy with a big kind of white mask on or something Dr Crusher beautiful beautiful well that is it for Wrestling Daft uh, we up. just need to pick a listener of the week Gradle listener of the week
2: I I'm gonna say I don't know
0: do you, who, who do you think? Why don't we get to Jamie, who said that John C? Well, here's a choice for you. I'm going to let you choose. Do we get to Jamie, who says John Cena is an all-time great, or do we get to Graham, who says Jim Cornette slagging current Aye. wrestling is merely entertaining? Let's
2: let's go with that. Let's go with that. Let's go for Graham. Plus, that's also my shoot name. Unless people don't know that, that's my shoot name.
0: As your shooting name, right? Okay, so we're going to give the belt to Graham for being a fan of Jim Carnett, which is something that really sticks in my throat. But and it. Shooting. that's it for Wrestling Daft. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple or get Us and wherever you get your podcasts. Mine for merch content and for the video version of this show. Get on board at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And why not check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft? Buy some merch, join the Patreon, it's your money thank you so much for listening we'll see you on the next
2: one so of course I'm getting tagged because the WWE Performance Centre have released names of the 20 people who have just signed for their biggest ever intake and there's a female who signed and her name is Taylor Gredo <laughs> <laughs> yep. her name's Taylor Gredo and I, I saw this before I came Gredo on Gredo spelled how? Uh, G-R-A-D-O G-R-A-D-O Aye. what? what?
1: Mm-hmm. You can't do that.
2: Taylor Gradle. Is, is that a real name? I think that's her shoot name. Type in Taylor Gradle onto fucking Google.
0: Taylor Gradle. That's what, like, if Taylor Swift married you, that's what her name would be. <laughs> Taylor Gradle. There you go, mate. So, it should looks- we can talk
2: about this next week, guys?
0: Taylor Gradle?
2: Huh?
0: Taylor spelled how? T A Y L O R. This is an incredible she's thing that. to happen at the end of an episode.
2: <laughs> oh no, man. I should have brought it up, but uh Taylor Grado WWE.
0: I mean you've got to you've got to get signed now as our brother, right? <laughs> as a long lost Scottish brother, it's got to happen <laughs> Fuck
2: no, man. I she's in evolve and all that carry on, so there you have it. You have Nissel Keller.
0: Wow. Wow. There we are. It's your cell, Gredo. Well, maybe oh. it's not your cell. Taylor's your cell now.
1: I've got to say something else. Uh, breaking news: Mick Foley basically tweeted out wishing the very best to my friend Paul White for his signing with. He meant to put AEW, but he's put AE. He's put Andrew Ewing for Cowden Beef, which is the SMP. MP for counting What? B. Fuck and off man. Why is the, everything and happening and now? Hold oh, on Brit. let's see. Tacked, Why is this happening? Tagged. He's tagged at
2: the No,
0: See, <laughs> this is brilliant. with, That's amazing. Sarge. Congratulations to my, wishing the very best to my friend Paul White on his signing with Annabelle Ewing from <laughs> <Cowden laughs> Beef. <Bay. laughs> no way, has it been deleted now? No. That's so funny because he also says, I'm guessing the big fella thought he'd done all there was to the WWE and that he still had some gas left <laughs> in the tank. <laughs>
2: Annabelle Ewing, why, why is it? They don't
1: listen to this bit now. Uh, you know that? Oh. Uh, Mix then also said a uh, I uh, follow-up with so my apologies <laughs> to Annabelle Ewing for counting me for <laughs> any unwanted attention from my last <laughs> That was my autocorrect. Oh, what, man? That's, That's hilarious.
0: hilarious. There we go. Nice way to... That's funny. Nice way end, nice fat. way end. Taylor Gradle and a bit of cow and beef. Up the road, Gradle up the <laughs> road. Up the road, that sure sell. Charlie, bye.
3: Audio Frontier.
2: With Lucky Land
3: Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.